Hey, welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I want to touch base on two more organs. I want to talk about the kidney, which in Chinese medicine is where fear is stored, and the spleen, which in Chinese medicine is where worry is stored. I hope you get some wisdom from our time together. The reason why I want to tell you about these is because when I'm doing healing work on people, I get a lot of psychic impressions out of um, the energy stored within not only the chakras, but the organs. And I use my hands to make the connection, but you could really sit opposite someone. I do this when I do reads on people. I sit opposite them and I tune in with intention to specific either areas of their body where this information can be stored or I just scan their um, kind of their energy patterns for certain emotions if I get the hit or the pull or the awareness that certain emotions might be holding them back in their life. And so the reason why I think this is a great topic for soul awareness with Constance Mesmer is because it's teaching you about the energy patterns that are impressed upon the soul and preventing the soul from maybe expansion or moving greater, uh, more greatly into one's power or presence on the planet and different things that might be um, holding you or others back. So I always teach this class with the thought that you can use the lessons that you learn in soul awareness with Constance Mesmer, you can use them for your own good and your own benefit. Or I might have um, mediums and psychics and light workers that are also tuning in for developing their practice in these other ways. And um, so here we go. I think it's also helpful to note that empaths, people that uh, and I think we're all empaths. <laughs> Do you remember that? Where we all have the ability to um, pick up other people, how they feel in their body. We feel it in our body. Or even if it's um, like an ache or a pain in a certain area or also emotional content or kind of spiritual concerns or spiritual unnerving or mental um, anguish or states and whatnot. And so um, feeling worry and fear can definitely be exacerbated if you're kind of, even if you're speaking with someone and they're telling you their concern and then you're all of a sudden, they're like, oh my God, we should, yes, I should be worried about that too. Oh my gosh. Yes, they're right. I'm going to be afraid too. And it's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my body. Of course you feel it in your body like they feel in yours, in theirs because you're relating to, but also maybe you're empathically picking it up. And maybe there really is nothing to be afraid of or worry about. And you need to come back to your center and be like, oh, I'm just relating or I'm empathically picking up their state. And I need to just get back into my perspective and my state because they're firing and operating from all of their impressions, whether they were belief patterns that they grew up with or experiences that they, maybe they like it. Maybe, you know, some people are love drama. And so (laughs) that's where they like to be. It makes them feel alive for various reasons, which is a whole other podcast, but episode. But um, just realize that you could also be picking up 
empathically. And, and I definitely use empathic skills, my empathic skills, when I do reads on people. I'm like, all right, how do they really feel in their body? And I use my body as um, kind of a radar and uh, a mirror so that I can ascertain what's going on with them at a deeper level. And it's for all of these reasons that I want to take another pause in our journey through the chakras and stop at the nearby organs, especially when I find so much information when I am working on people. The other area in the body that I tend to put my hands on during healing sessions um, happens to be the kidneys because in Chinese medicine, the kidneys are where we store fear. And I, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I have uncovered some real showstoppers in the kidneys for people. I, this is just where I just, I don't know why I tend to Chinese medicine. Maybe it's that Asian man that I channel that just comes through me sometimes when I'm doing, doing the healing work. And maybe this is the system that he's comfortable with, so it's familiar to my essence. But this is where I tend to uncover depths of fear that may be preventing people from moving forward in their life. Listen, the fears that I find stored there are like um, the other emotions that I had mentioned before, where they can come up in a moment to protect you or because they're, you're you know, having a scary or fearful experience or a fearful response to an experience. And they are meant to propel you to an um, movement or some kind of a shift in your behavior or, or you know, uh, run, you know, run, get away. This is not safe or this is uncomfortable. But stored fear that has been building and percolating, whether from uh, experiences from youth or you know, whether it was psychological or physical, sometimes these things get embedded in our psyche and we function our life from those. And any then future experiences that trigger a similar fear hold us in those states, whether um, fight, flight, freeze, or even, you know, there's this other one that's extreme. It's a play dead where we just can't do anything. And so I just encourage you to ponder any fears that might be co-directing your life in this experience. And if, you know, there are steps that need to be taken and what steps need to be taken to work through those fears. I, for one, used to have a little bit of a fear of heights, a little wooziness. But I remember one time I was traveling to the Grand Canyon and I said, this is it. I'm going to resolve this fear. And I thought, I'm going to head down the switchbacks and look over the ledge. And I was kind of freaking out because I was like grabbing the, <laughs> the wall as I was heading down the canyon. And I noticed this squirrel darting all over the place. And so I stopped and I talked to the squirrel and I said <laughs> to it, in my mind, using all the soul awareness skills that I've taught you, I said, oh my gosh, how do you do it? How do you do what? The squirrel said. I said, how do you dart all around on the canyon ledge there without being afraid? And he said, I'm sure-footed. 
I said, what? He said, I, I watch my feet and I move around where I'm going. And then when I want to look over the ledge, I stop, grab my stance, and I look around, look around. And then when I want to move again, I watch my feet and I make sure that I'm sure-footed, knowing where I'm putting each step. And I was like, wow, okay, I can do that. Now, this is very not normal for Constance because usually I'm like walking and looking around and, <laughs> and no wonder I would be one of those tragic accidents that can often and sometimes happen at the canyon where people just, you know, it's horrible. So I didn't want to be one of those casualties. So I, from that point on, did what the squirrel recommended, became more sure-footed and I not only walked a great deal of the canyon switchbacks, but I also did uh, miraculously uh, get the mule ride down in the canyon. That's another manifesting story that I was not signed on for the trip. You usually have to do those months and months in advance planning for the mule ride in the overnight. And I signed on and they said, there's no way you'll get on you're a single person. I said, no, put my name on the list. I just, you know, Spirit had told me you're going on this canyon ride. Just don't believe what anybody else says. Just put your name on the list and you better get all your supplies. And I was like, oh, okay. So I put my name on the list. I went shopping, got the supplies, went back to my hotel room. This was before cell phones. Can you believe that? <laughs> And I called the front desk, or no, I stopped back into the front desk at the um, Canyon Lodge. And they said, oh, didn't you get a call at your hotel? You've been included. Like five people dropped away, a family, and you're able to fit in. And I was like, oh, of course, yes, I have everything I need. So this is great. So I was able to go on that trip. So therefore, it was, to me, it felt like a reward for embracing my fear, moving through it, and conquering it, if you will. And so not only did I go down on mule back down the canyon, and then that was like, wow, you know, I had to put my trust in the mule <laughs> to be sure-footed, which my mule was. It was fabulous. But I also then decided, oh, man, forget this. I'm going to go the next level. And I signed on and got a helicopter ride over the canyon. And of course, I was like, golly, I hope this doesn't add to the erosion. You know, I'm always the environmentalist. And in that, when I signed on for the helicopter ride, I said to myself, in the universe, I really want to be the co-pilot if they do a co-pilot place so I could have a really good view. <laughs> and I saw myself as co-pilot. And sure enough, that's where I got. I got front seat to the side of the pilot, which was great. That was a beautiful opportunity to overcome my fears. You know, it was determination on my part to be like, I need to move through this. Listen, also because of my past experience of being, um, you know, uh, uh, look at me, pause and hesitate. Because of my past experience of uh, the sexual abuse and the molestation, it took place in bed. And so I used to have night fears and not wanting to really sleep alone. I used to pray myself asleep. And that was great. That really taught me to calm myself and to really put my, you know, self in God's source energy. And also, later on, I had to overcome that fear 
when I accepted a position where I got a cottage in exchange for uh, daycare, childcare services. So I lived in a cottage all by myself and I um, got to stay there overnight. Now, interestingly enough, the first time I moved into the cottage, this strange man showed up at my door because he saw the moving van. And I recognized the man as kind of this guy on the island that just liked to date younger girls. And I was young and he was older and I was like, ew. <laughs> radar, radar, fear radar went up like creeper. And so there was no lock on my door, on the cottage door. And he came in and he's like, oh, I noticed you're moving in and where are you from and what are you doing and can I help you? And I was like, no, I'm all set. Thank you very much. And off he went. And um, that afternoon or, you know, I immediately actually, <laughs> I immediately called the owners of the cottage, my employers, and I said, I need a lock on the door that functions because it just allowed me to feel safe. And so later that afternoon, there was a lock on the door. I had to do that. I wasn't afraid of him coming to my doorstep anymore or anybody invading my privacy in my home or in the night because I was really ensconced in the trust and putting out the energy of manifesting safety, safety, safety. But the lock made me feel more comfortable, you know, in one way. And so I had to remind myself to not live in fear because I know that whole law of attraction concept where what you put out, you draw to you, you know. So I was not worried that I would draw to me another experience, a violation, but I didn't want to put out the energy of I'm afraid, so keep giving me tests to kind of, you know, check on my fears. I wanted to put out the energy of I'm brave. And so I just want to live in my bravery. And so these are two of my personal examples to conquer my fears. So, you know, now I'm fine. I can, uh, I used to walk through Boston when I lived in Boston in the city, I used to walk through really, you know, frightful neighborhoods and, you know, past kind of interesting folk. And I just was like, you know what, I'm going to exude love and I'm going to be solid in my security and my presence of being safe in my being and exude that safety. And it doesn't matter. I can go anywhere. Now, listen, this doesn't mean that I'm going to super duper tempt that, or, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to shut down my fear factor that if something comes up in my being and in my essence and in my knowing that, you know, don't go down that dark alley or this isn't safe to walk by those people or those whatever, you know, I'm going to definitely follow those cues, but I'm not going to create those cues. I'm not going to permeate and send out like I am fearful and I have to be afraid of everyone and everything. No, I do not allow triggers in my life. I allow my awareness to be open to the experience for what it truly is. I do not live in fear of heights or people, you know, coming at me or, you know, whatever. I'm, I just am instead managing my energy, mastering my thoughts and living true in my essence. And I'm projecting and manifesting my safety and my comfort and my world is safe and I'll be fine and I'm blessed and protected. You know, that those experiences, uh, that experience was in my past. And when we get to karma and all those other higher level um, 
talks that I'll tell you about. I'll give you my perspective on the occurrence of that even happening, why that happened or not why, but um, maybe the energy towards that uh, molestation to me happening and um, what I've discovered and uncovered in my experience and in other people on my table um, where the energy of that erupts from. Uh, I don't want to get into that right now. Right now, I just want to talk to you about don't let your fears run your life. And so it's not um, you know, I remember someone saying, you know, you're either living in fear or either living in faith. And it's not faith. I just want to say it's more a mindset of, you know, that's not in my, that fear does not have to live in me. And so I just, and that's what I've learned. That works for me. And so I'm sharing that with you to tap into and notice if there's anything going on in your fear sector in your being that can, you know, affect how you function from your two chakras that are around this area in your body. Of course, it is the heart, how you're able to give and receive love, you know, to yourself and others, and also your solar plexus, um, who you are, what you came to do, personal power and self-esteem. And if you are wrapped in fear, that will block all of those energy centers. And so I just encourage you to go deep inside yourself and kind of look at your fears and what you need to do to process them or work through them, whether it's um, therapy or working on it on your own or looking up articles on how you might move through it, move past it, um, or opportunity for clearing. Yeah. Now, why do I want to bring this up? It's because we're moving into the upper chakras. And the thing is, is that fear can block you wholeheartedly from... Fear can block you wholeheartedly. That was a good Freudian slip that was meant to be. It can block you from being the magnanimous, soulful, spiritual creature being that you are. Why do I say this? I've had experiences of people in my healing work that are really powerfully connected to spirit and source energy and on that route, you know, like a bodhisattva, but they are held back by their fears. They're in perpetual states of like, I, you know, I can't uh, go out. I can't, um, I don't trust people. I don't, uh, you know, every, I think people are out to get me, all of these things. And that is not a spiritual perspective. <laughs> that is fear perspective. And so it doesn't matter how enlightened someone can be getting if they're being held back and depressed by these fearful states of being. And so I, um, and, and in my work, when they come to me for healing work, you know, they're so stuck in this paradigm and so stuck in this looking through life with the filter of fear. My work cannot help them. This is their journey. Sometimes it's their journey for their entire life. Or sometimes they have to get kind of sick and tired of it, that they're ready to bust out of their own prison, if you will. Yes, life could have given them experiences to that put them in the prison but as we adult 
as we grow spiritually and consciously, which hopefully is occurring, we come to realize what are our kryptonites, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and how do I remove the weaknesses that hold me back so that I can move forward in my life. This is really important. Like for me, do you remember when I was telling you my manifesting my dream work? It was fear that held me back from signing on with the woman in Australia and going on speaking gigs and being represented. I am so, golly, my first feeling bubbling up from my being is I'm ashamed of that, <laughs> which I'm like, wow, that's a strong emotion constant. But I'm, I'm pissed also, too. You know, I'm kind of like, golly, why didn't you... Um, why didn't you dive into that more constance? Why did you let it block you? And that's what I'm inviting you to do. Instead of like going, listen, this is a dream. If you have dreams and you're blocking yourself, really, from the dream, look at it. Like you're trying to manifest something, but it's not happening. Then look at what are the blocks that I'm putting in motion. Now, so let's say at that moment, I was manifesting this new experience of doing speaking gigs and getting my work out or the God work that I meant to do, people in touch with their higher conscience and in touch with their soul awareness so that they can use it in their day-to-day life, like all of us cool, connected, knowing the deeper mysteries and God, just so freaking cool. So anyway, you know, I missed the opportunity. Why was that? And it was like, oh, it's because you're afraid. What are you afraid of, Constance? I'm afraid of all that responsibility. Oh, really? That's a false fear. Why is that a false fear, Constance? Because you realize that it doesn't all come from you. It comes through you. So you just have to show up and open your mouth. And spirit, as you know, because this is how you work, Constance, you connect to spirit and spirit feeds you the information. Full body chills, people. Full body chills right now. So I just had to show up. And, you know, I used to, <laughs> I think I told you this before, when I used to do the speaking gigs where I live in the um, community where I live and I would go into auditoriums and do talks, sometimes my assistant and I, I would be like, okay, can you just put your hands on my head and do Reiki over me? And I just want to clear my energy field so that I, you know, just get out of my own way. But there were times when I would bawl my eyes out backstage and go, God, I can't believe you're making me do this. I'm going to look like a fool. Because sometimes I did look like a fool. I felt I looked like a fool. Like Constance looking at me with her eyes closed and channeling and sometimes my face would squish up because I'd be holding onto the energy going, come on, you know, or whatever, trying to get the right frequency of who's talking to me, what realm do I need to go to? Is that an angel? Okay, let me go to an angel. No, the information is going to come from a guide. Whoa, now I have to go to God, you know, and oh, here comes so-and-so's loved one on the other side. So I'm supposed to talk to them because they're showing up right here in front of me and I can't deny them. And they're like waving their hands in front of me. So I had to layer, go through all these layers of consciousness. I'm going to teach you to navigate these layers. And... (laughs) And the nuances involved in holding the the vibration of each, right? And so sometimes I would look like, oh God, con, I can't, you can't, don't put this on YouTube. And I tell myself that, and I'm like, oh, you're putting it on YouTube, or, <laughs> you know, I I just had to be okay with it. And I don't mind being a fool for God because I've signed up for that. But sometimes I was like, you know, I couldn't believe that this was what God was asking me to do was go out and 
speak without notes. I love notes. You know how I feel about my notes, people. And so this is what, you know, I had to get over the fear of being, looking foolish. And then I realized, you know what, this is brave steps. This is what courage is all about. This is what comes from the heart, you know, heart from the word heart. Have courage, have heart, believe. And so I just um, had to realize that I stopped the manifestation process because of this really foolish fear. I mean, it was fear. It was real fear for me because I was like, I don't want the responsibility. What if I deliver? What if I get it wrong? But spirits like, Khan, you're the perfect vessel because you always go back and go, oh, I said that wrong. Let me correct that. Or Because sometimes I've told you the information comes as vibration and I'm like, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you trying to say? And then I misinterpret and then I go back and, you know, I've always corrected my foibles and I've gone like no wait this is how that's meant to be said do you get it now and even in large groups you know I have no problem now and so I realized that even though that it was that fear of being perfect that held me back or the inability to be perfect or be exact or whatever you know that now I look back and I was like oh you were so young <laughs> you know I was if I was barely 30 that wasn't so young, but it was young to me. And now I'm like, I don't care. Now I don't care. Now I understand that mature woman. Um, I don't care. I, I'm not going to, I don't care that I'll look foolish or I, I'm fine with that. It's really about the message and people are either going to get it or not get it. And it's either going to work and resonate or it's not going to work and resonate. And so, you know, depending upon people where people are at or where I'm at or if I'm the deliverer of the message they want to hear. So I just encourage you to look at your manifesting potential as it correlates to fear factors that are holding you and filtering you from really receiving what it is that you've asked for in your manifestation desires. Yeah? Wow, I didn't know this was going to go there right now. I think it's fabulous. Okay, I might as well throw in the spleen. <laughs> the spleen in Chinese medicine is where worry is stored. Worry, 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 worry. Oh, yuck. You know, don't even worry. Don't. This is what I do when I have worries, all right? I'm like, oh, I recognize I'm worrying. What the heck are you worrying about? You know, you're putting that energy on the future constant. Stop it. And so I also say to myself, well, what are you worried about? And then I talk myself down off the worry wagon because <laughs> I'm like, really? Is this a real worry? Now, listen, if there's certain things and then you're like, all right, I need these um, skills or tools or whatever, you know, do I need, you know, it, it really is a, what are you worried about? And I write this down, you know, me journal, because journaling helps you get to the subconscious material, right? That you didn't even know was there necessarily. And so I write it down, what I'm worried about, well, what will help stop the worry so that I can move forward. And then I see what comes up. And then I say, okay, um, do I really need those? Yes or no? You know, to feel better than, okay, great. And then once I've resolved that, then I take it and I say, oh, I'm still worried. There's these still little threads of worry. And spirit is often 
angels, my guardian angels, like, just give it to me. So sometimes that's what I do. I just say, listen, this worry is, is, is nonsensical. <laughs> There's no sense to it. I just, maybe I've been conditioned, you know, oh, worry, worry, worry. There was a little thread of that in my family history, you know, um, plan for the worst and pray for the best or hope for the best and plan for the worst kind of thing. I'm so tired of that. That's exhausting. That's really exhausting, that plan B stuff. Just know that you'll have the answers when they come. So I take this worry and I give it up to the angels and I say, can you hold on to this and transmute it? Because it has no place in my life right now. It's exhausting. Worry is exhausting. And it's it's not a good use of my energy because this, these emotions create an energetic barrier. We've been through this before. I've told you this. And so with the spleen, where we store worry and god love the chinese man for this that the wisdom is there <laughs> this is definitely where i find it um but then i sometimes when i put my hands on people's spleen and i go whoa there's worry where is it what does it relate to and sometimes it's mental anguish it goes straight up to their brain and it's in a mindset you know they were raised by it and then i say listen you're gonna have to practice skills to notice and recognize awareness breath care abc uh, recognize when you're going through this take a breath to calm yourself down and care like is this a you know a ludicrous worry is it a substantial worry how do I deal with it is it just an old pattern of this is the behavior that we go into when this comes up you know and how do I resolve that and how do I repattern and rehabituate how do I recreate new habits so that oh I'm going to troubleshoot this comes up as a little worry, it's going to be fleeting because it's teaching me to troubleshoot. I troubleshoot, then I resolve and move on, not hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it for, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's like, no. Remember, no, did I even post that one? Um, no, it's coming with the heart chakra. Project love forward. When you're concerned about a meeting or anything and you're worried about how it's going to turn out, I would tell students, my Reiki students, hold the energy of the whatever it is you're worried about in Reiki light to just give it Reiki. Send it healing love light and, you know, project love before you so that you know it's going to work out, that you'll have everything you need. You'll, you know, in the moment, you'll it'll all work out. You'll be prepared. Now, if there's anything that you're worried about, like, oh, I really, listen, I'm going to teach a Reiki class soon to a family. And I was like, are you prepared? You're going to need to reread your notes on how to do this class unless you're really going to channel it. And then I'm like, all right, I need to remind myself how to do the attunement process because it's been so long. It's been a really long time. And so the nice thing about the attunement process is that it's very meditative. And it's this, um, I'm not going to get into what the attunement process is and does, but it yeah, it recalibrates the energy field of the person taking the Reiki class so that they can channel Reiki healing energy as opposed to just regular healing energy. It's the Reiki strain. Anyway, <laughs> so I was worried, like, you've got to prepare for this class. And so I didn't just sit back and go, oh, I'm going to put that worry up to the angels. No, I had to do something. So every day I've been doing a meditation and reading through my notes, class notes, and how do I want to tweak it for this particular family, tuning in, and then also uh, practicing my attunement process in the morning, first thing as a lovely meditation, and as I go to sleep at night. So I will be fully prepared in the moment. So no worry now, no worry now, because I'm doing what I the worry brought up, like, oh, you're not prepared, what is you need to do? But when it's foolish worries or things that I can't control, 
then sometimes I'm just like, you know what, pray ahead, you know, just send the light ahead, send the love ahead and help me resolve this. So I've backing up or recapping, I've noticed the worry that's come up. I, instead of letting it hang out in my spleen for all eternity and, you know, months and weeks and days or hours, I've dealt with it. What's the worry about? What's the concern? What can I do about it? What steps do I need to take? What things are out of my hand? And so can I pray forward? Can I pray it forward? Can I send it light? Can I hold it up to my angels and say, take this? I've done all that I can. I can't, you know, it's not mine to worry about anymore. Keep me posted, angels, if things change and give me signs that if there's more that I can do, I am open and receptive and then trust that and move forward. So, um... I'm asking spirit right now. Is that all we want to say about worry? Yes. Don't worry. Be happy. (laughs) You know, within reason. I love it. Okay, so that's fear in the kidneys and worry in the spleen. So take some meditation time to maybe on separate days. Maybe, you know, go into that. Go into each on separate days and kind of see if you've got any fears that need to be resolved and looked at so that you don't use fear as a filter in your life. And then contemplate worry, journal it out and see if you have any unnecessary worries or necessary worries and what you need to do to resolve them or what they're trying to tell you. These emotions are painful sometimes, right? But powerful. And they are, like all other emotions, meant to be fleeting to teach you to move and take some action. They are not meant to take up, take up, uh, you know, habitat in your, in your body and cause trouble in these areas of your body, right? Because disgruntled energy in your energy field, as these emotions, can create imbalance in these areas in your body. So I'll let you rest on that and contemplate that. So please don't let fear or worry rule your life and overwhelm you. Work to resolve these. Work to learn that they are emotions to come up and help you navigate your day, your choices, your moments in life, and recover from past events where these emotions have held you back and um, held you in uh, perpetual motion or patterns throughout your life that are ready to be resolved because you're more conscious being and you're more um, collected and connected to work through these issues and recognize that that your emotions do guide you and help you kind of um, experience your world. But the one emotion that you're really supposed to resonate and live from is joy and love. And so I honor you for going deep inside to look at any worry or fears that are holding you back from a greater source and sense of joy.
in your being. So the last organ that the Chinese medicine correlates to or has associative properties is the emotion of joy, which is registered in the heart. And I'm getting goosebumps, thrill bumps to be um, soon talking about the heart chakra. Wahoo! been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.